0: Colter, Knights of the Holy Eucharist, brothers and sisters in Christ, we come together for this Mass, uh, concluding your retreat, Um, keeping you in my prayers, especially the Rosary during these days. I hope that the silence and the uh, prayer and the reflections have been fruitful um, as uh, we grow closer to the Lord in our spiritual lives. Um, and. It's appropriate to conclude a retreat on this Sunday. It's a day traditionally the church gives us during the season of advent to remind us that the Lord is near and that we are to rejoice and uh, the readings are carefully selected to drive home that uh, that belief that you know we uh, are a people who Rejoice in the Coming of the Lord, Uh, Gaudete Sunday, it's called. And the church very subtly kind of reminds us with the rose-colored candle that we lit and the rose-colored vestments and uh, some of the other liturgical aspects of today's Mass which uh, help us to excite that joy in our heart um, that the Lord is near, uh, that... uh, that the nativity is not far off now, and that we make our final preparations uh, to celebrate the birth of the Lord. Um, The entrance antiphon taken from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Indeed, the Lord is near. And then the gospel is taken from St. Luke, chapter 3 verses 10 to 18, where we find St. John the Baptist sort of emerging on the scene down on the Jordan River, uh, preaching a message of repentance, You know, calling people back to God, calling people away from sin, and calling people to the Lord, and baptizing them in the Jordan River. Later on in this chapter, uh, chapter 3, our Lord appears on the scene. We know that. And he allows John to baptize him. And then we hear the voice of the Father from heaven say, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Those beautiful words spoken from the heavens that all could hear and were all in wonder about. And, of course, this gospel presents, then, the context for the first luminous mystery, the first uh, of those five mysteries that were given to us by St. John Paul II, uh, the luminous mysteries, or the mysteries of light. And I believe he meditated on the second luminous mystery earlier, uh, the wedding feast of Cana and the miracle, the first miracle. Um, And so we'll conclude with a little reflection on uh, the baptism of the Lord because this scene at the Jordan River um, which is quite dramatic in many ways um, is is meant to remind us of our own baptism Um, because we know that um, Jesus had no need to be baptized um, being the son of God true God, true man but at the but it, but he humbled himself and he uh, allowed John, who was uh, a bit hesitant to do it, uh, realizing that this was the Messiah, um, and Jesus very humbly allowed him to be bab- himself to be baptized, um, as a reminder that he sanctifies the waters of baptism yeah, for us, and that he wanted to experience. Um, everything that we experience, of course, except sin, uh, that he might lead the way. And so the baptism of the Lord reminds us of the very beginning of our life of faith. And that's a good place to conclude the retreat, uh, the beginning of our life of faith, uh, the beginning of our relationship with the Lord, which was baptism, our own baptisms, um, and we'll have, a rechan- we'll have a chance to renew our own baptismal promises uh, with our profession of faith in just a few moments um, to uh, respond, uh, as we do on Easter, for example, to the profession of faith. And those promises or those renewal of promises that were made probably by our godparents and our parents, unless you were baptized as an adult like I was uh, as a convert, so I remember that very well. Um, but that response to the faith that I believe. Um, I believe in in these truths that have been given to me by the grace of God. Not that I earned them or merited them, but they are freely given. One of the goals of the Eucharistic Family Rosary Crusade that's been going on for the past year and will conclude this May uh, has been to encourage people if they've not already, uh, to make the total consecration to Jesus through Mary, according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort, or to renew that if, uh, if you've already made that consecration uh, on a major Marian feast day. Um, Brother Julian has uh, made a series of videos which are available on YouTube, I think over 30 videos, well over 30 videos, um, and they're also on the website for our Rosary Crusade. Um, meditations for each day uh, in preparation to make the consecration, The 33 days uh, of uh, preparation to make the consecration, uh, beautiful reflections on the importance of making the consecration and what it is, what the consecration is. The consecration to Mary, uh, who leads us to Jesus, is essentially the renewal of our baptism, getting back to the essence of, of what we believe and what we profess, and what we promise uh, to God at our baptism, um, and that 's really the whole that 's really the heart and essence of the consecration is is the renewal of our baptismal promises that first encounter with the Lord, that first encounter when we became sons and daughters of the Father, brothers and sisters with Jesus, a few weeks ago we celebrated the Feast of St. Andrew, the Apostle, uh, who was a follower of St. John the Baptist. He was among those who were present that day at the Jordan River um, that we just heard in the Gospel. And he was a witness uh, to the baptism of the Lord by John. And after hearing John's words and realizing that John was not the Messiah and we don't know if Andrew was one of the ones who thought he was the Messiah, but he probably was wondering whether or not John was the Messiah. And of course, John put that to rest today and saying, "No, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not even worthy to unloosen his sandals." Um, but John rea- rea- but uh, Andrew realized that John was revealing the true Messiah. Uh, when later on in that same chapter, John says, "Behold the Lamb of God." And they all knew what that meant from the prophecies. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Andrew immediately went to find his brother Peter to tell him, we have found the Messiah. He was convinced. He was convinced that the Messiah had been found. And that's significant because we know that the people of Israel had been longing for the Messiah for hundreds of years. And the prophets had been speaking about the Messiah, and uh, everyone was anticipa- anticipating the Messiah. And with this experience, Andrew was convinced that this was the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. That's the one thing he said to Peter. And Andrew's witness and his own belief convinced his brother Peter that this was the Messiah. And, brothers and sisters, we're called to that same witness. We have found the Messiah, or the Messiah has found us, I guess, that we have received the gift of faith. And this is our call as missionary disciples to share with others that we have found the Messiah. And this is the way we live out our baptismal consecration, um, by living as authentic witnesses of the Messiah and the Lord. So, in a certain sense, um, we end with the beginning, a renewal of our faith, which should be the goal of every retreat. Uh, The renewal of our faith, Uh, maybe new insight into something, maybe not, but certainly uh, a renewal of the faith that we were given on the day of our baptism. As Father Coulter has pointed out, although Mary plays a key role in the Christian story, the Christmas story, sorry and occupies a central focus in the rosary, she always leads us to know and love her son, Jesus, as only a mother can know him. As Mary's last recorded words in the gospel say, do whatever he tells you. And she is constantly whispering those words, those very words, into our ears as well. Do whatever he tells you. Particularly whenever we pray the rosary.